Welcome to Diary of a Dickhead, the podcast dedicated to outcasts, assholes, and of course, the dickheads. I'm your host, Chris Sicoli. It is Wednesday, July 22nd, or it's not. That's how podcasts work. It's coming out on that day, but fuck it. It could be 2024, it could be a Friday, Mecca Trump is still president, he's currently fighting with Dwayne The Rock Johnson over who's going to cure COVID-23. Who knows when you're listening to this, but as of right now, Wednesday, July 22nd, and I'm very excited because we have another great episode. I've been wanting to do this one for basically since I started thought of the podcast, uh, I'll, get, I'll just get to it. The dickhead of the week is RuPaul. RuPaul Charles. The godmother or godfather of drag. It's kind of amazing the empire that RuPaul has created for, for so many reasons. I mean, I mean, fuck it. It's 2020 in America. They're still shooting black people on the street. He was a what, six foot four, six foot three black man, gay black man, in a wig and heels and a dress in the 80s? And now he's a multi-millionaire several times over and the owner of four different Emmys. Holy shit. If that's not the American dream, what is? It's fucking incredible that he's even gotten this far to begin with, let alone been that successful. Which, when we get into it later in the podcast, really makes me question why there's so much controversy around him to begin with, but as we do with everyone on the podcast, there's a bit of controversy. There's a bit of a backlash a few times throughout their career, and, uh... This is going to be one where, again, I, I defend. I defend a lot of it. Actually, so far, only episode one, Christian Hudson, is the one that I really attack. Everyone else so far, I'm just like, look, they're not great people. There's stuff I disagree with, but I'm going to defend it. I'm going to defend pretty much everything RuPaul has gone through because I truly believe in it. And it just seems like bullshit controversy left and right. But it is interesting. I think it gives a really good perspective on America, specifically liberal America. That's what I'm going to get into a lot in this podcast is is basically the left wing and their own, and their cannibalization of their own. I mean, goddamn, fucking liberals thought fucking RuPaul was a bigot. But we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into it. First off, how are you? I assume you answered. I'm also doing well. We're getting through COVID still. I'm in Jersey where it's fine, for lack of a better word. You put a mask on, you go outside, it's fine. Everything's fine. Jobs are starting to open up. Restaurants are starting to open up. You can get a haircut. You can fucking get a beer. It's happening. Life is happening again. This is fine. We're gonna get through it. Florida's fucked. Florida and Texas are fucked, but they deserve to be. So fuck them, right? Unless you're listening, in which case I'm very sorry for your loss or whatever you're going through. But listen, if you're listening to this and you're not wearing a mask on outside, you're a fucking idiot. But aside from that, I hope you're doing well. Nothing new in my life, really. Uh, Doing the podcast... Doing some sketches, go ahead and follow me at, at ChrisFNSicoli, S-I-C-O-L-I, on Instagram. Put up a sketch this week. Small thing with my sister. It was cute. It was fun. He'll enjoy it. I'm going to do at least one sketch a week going forward. It's going to be a good time. People liked it. I liked it. And I'm pretty hard on myself. Go check it out. Giggle. Laugh. Enjoy. So, RuPaul. Let me tell you first off that I'll just say this to begin with I'm a straight white guy and I'm gonna be commenting on a gay black man who dresses in fucking drag but you know what I've been gay adjacent my entire life fucking since I was since I could really have long-term memories so like kindergarten I would say kindergarten first grade my mom 
at work had multiple gay men on her uh, as co-workers. They were great friends. They would come over all the time. So just gay was part of my life. Like, oh, Rick and Jeff are gay. Okay. And then my after-school program, I would go there. My counselor there, Mary, she was a lesbian. So, okay. Mary likes girls. Rick and Jeff like guys. They're people. That was my introduction to what gay was and now you get older right middle school high school especially as a guy you throw faggot around a lot especially back then it was part of the lexicon and and gay took on a new meaning it was sometimes an insult sometimes just an an outcasty vibe it was different it was niche it was a niche is, is how i saw it actually it wasn't like a bad thing to some people it was of course but to me, it was, I mean, fuck, I hung out with, with the, the fucking nerds, the, 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 the artsy people, the outcasts, of course, that's why the fucking podcast exists, and all of them had lots of gay people, that's, that's who goes to the arts, and to the nerds, and just all the outcast type tropes, is cause they feel isolated, they feel like they can't be themselves, I mean, especially back then, this is, High school was 10 years ago now, 12 years ago. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, they obviously would go towards areas where they could fit in better. And the places I hung out is where they fit in. So I grew up around them and it was fine then. And then I got into comedy and most of my close friends are, you know, gay, bisexual, trans. It's fucking... Those are the people I I gravitate towards because they've gone through some shit. I've gone through some shit, albeit different shit. But those are the kinds of damaged people. Not, okay, I should fucking backtrack there. They're not damaged because they are gay or trans. They are damaged because society has damaged them for being gay or trans, and therefore I can relate to them, because I'm damaged, they're damaged, we come together and almost form a a full person. Now, because I've been around them for so long, I've just always felt a connection to the LGBTQ community. Oh, and by the way, uh, back in high school, I thought I was gay for a minute, because I was so bad with girls. I was just like, every girl tells me, oh, you're a nice guy, you're like my brother, I could never date my brother, and it's like, look, bitch, I'm not your fucking brother, how about, how about you give me a fucking kiss on the cheek, and make me feel like I could actually get pussy one day, but that was not the case, I was bad with girls, and eventually, one day, I was like, maybe I'm gay, maybe I'm so bad with girls because I actually want men. So I went online, went to whatever porn site it was back then. It wasn't Pornhub back then. What did I go to? For a while, it was XNXX.com, which I still frequent now and then to fucking have some nostalgia. But yeah, one day I went, I was like, well, obviously I'm gay because I'm so bad with women. Let me go jerk off to gay porn. Uh, Went to go find gay porn and jerk off. Realized real quick that it's not for me. Turns out that's uh that was not the case. I was just very low confident and not charming. That was the issue. It wasn't a secret uh, fucking craving of cock. So I found out the hard way by going online and trying to jerk off. Uh, you know what? Okay, that's probably not the hard way. I guess finding out the hard way would be like literally being spit-roasted by two large men and halfway through being like, uh, Hey guys, I, I don't really... Uh- uh, I don't really know if I if I like this. Uh, 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 could just could you take a break? Because uh, I would I would still finish them off. I'm not gonna be fucking rude. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get these nice two men all riled up and then halfway through be like, ah, oh, let's take a break. That's not that's rude. That's bad manners. It's being a bad host. And frankly, if you're taking two cocks at once, you're a host. You're a party host. And I know it's not PC to say this, but you should finish it all the way through. You don't kick people out of your party halfway through because you're having a bad day. You committed to the party, you let them have a good time. (laughs) 
Oh, God. Thank God so few of you listen to this right now. Hopefully more one day. Hopefully this becomes a problematic clip in the future. But for now, eh, most of you know me, so it's fine. And if you don't know me, you've listened this far or to previous episodes. So thank you for being cool. I appreciate it. I'm joking. It's fun. So anyway. Been gay adjacent my whole life. I feel a connection to the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, obviously an ally. Uh, I, I've just... I support. I support all of it. I support all of it. Which brings me to RuPaul Charles, the dickhead of the week. Now... I, I knew of RuPaul as a kid, like, I, the Brady Bunch movie is actually the first time I saw RuPaul. Didn't really register this way or that, I uh, just, you know, saw him in the movie, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, time goes on, you know, just, I, I always knew of him growing up. And at some points I'll say him, some points her. RuPaul himself has said he doesn't care what pronoun you really use, and especially when he switches from male drag... To the female drag. I'll go I'll go back and forth. Doesn't really matter. So. Always knew of RuPaul. Got older. This is actually a few years ago. Five years ago, let's say. When it was season six of RuPaul's Drag Race. Me and a friend are smoking weed. Hanging out. Just chilling. And we're like, hey, let's watch something, right? We go to On Demand. And one of the things that was suggested was RuPaul's Drag Race. And we were like, oh, this sounds fun. You know, fucking gay men dressing in in dresses and and bitching at each other. That's quality reality TV on paper. This was before the show had hype. I think I've maybe heard of the show at this point. But we're like, fuck it, let's put it on. Happens to be the season with uh, Bianca Del Rio and Adore Delano. Fucking the blonde twink who's going to get real mad if she ever heard this for not remembering her name. Oh my god, what's her name? God damn it. Oh, she's good, too. Whatever. Bianca Del Rio, Adore Delano, and the blonde twink. If you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. If you don't, eh, whatever. The point being, Courtney Act. Holy shit, that's who I meant. Courtney Act. Oh, my God. She'll just be happy that I said blonde twink, honestly. Just fucking, that's all she really wants. And she's talented. She's great. But, found the show... Loved it. My friend and I were like, we we picked a random episode. It was fucking great. We watched the next one, the next one. It has now become where it's a fucking trope among our friends. It's like, are you going to fucking watch, hang out and watch the new RuPaul season? All these years later, it, it became a thing. We were that engrossed in it. Loved it. And one of the very early things from that show that, started some of the controversy for RuPaul was a segment where the contestants would all gather around because there was a message coming to meet all of them. Very, uh, very punny message. Uh, the screen would show an email, but instead of being an email, they would say, you got she-mail. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Because they are men dressed as women. So instead of email, it was shemail, which is objectively funny. It's funny. It's a solid pun. It's playful. And let's remember, drag queens are supposed to be playful and fun. They go with sexual innuendos and sexual puns and puns based on gender and, and, and everything. It runs the gamut. They are fucking clowns in dresses. They're basically stand-up comedians with makeup on. That's what drag queens are at their very core. So when you look at it, it you got shemail instead of email. It's cute. It is cute and fun. Now, yes, I can see where people could be offended in this day and age, but I question the genuineness behind the offense, or behind the hurt. I'll actually just go ahead and get into that first, because it's one of RuPaul's major controversies over the last few years, which is his uh, relationship with the transgender community, which basically started from a comment made uh, around his, his his show. I'm going to repeat this real quick. 
his show, RuPaul's show, the show that has his name attached to it, the show that he started, the show that launched a hundred careers, literally a hundred careers of drag performers who before were fucking working in clubs for chump change, now have, I mean, some of them millions of dollars. Let's be clear about that. RuPaul's show, the show that he started, the show that has his name attached to it, and the show that let drag queens have a career to be good, uh, begin with. Words are hard sometimes. Now look. Around season 9, uh, they had a performer on the show, Peppermint, who came out as transgender on the show. So uh, she is a transgender woman. Uh, later, during an interview, RuPaul was asked about that. And RuPaul said, uh, and I quote, because we want to get it right. Uh, you can identify as a woman and say you're transitioning, but it changes once you start changing your body. It takes on a different thing. It changes the whole concept of what we're doing. That quote was meant to answer a question that basically was like, hey, I probably wouldn't admit a transgender woman if they had gone through gender-affirming surgery. So again, to reiterate, RuPaul was saying that she probably would not have a, a drag queen on the show if that drag queen had gone through a level of surgery that really, you know, buffed up her being a woman. I'm taking that as breast injections, uh, I mean, basically anything that basically transitioned the body physically into a more feminine body. Now, why might that be? A few reasons. One, the whole point of the fucking show, or at least a large point of it, is for a man to dress up as a woman and create the illusion of being a woman. That's the point. That's it. Now, where things came under fire for RuPaul is a lot of drag queens being like, how dare you? We work with trans women all the time. We're side by side with them every night in the clubs. You should not deny the opportunities based on your narrow-minded view of drag. Which is why I wanted to reiterate early on that this is RuPaul's drag race. This isn't drag queen show. This isn't the top drag queens of America. This is RuPaul's Drag Race. And RuPaul, who has been fucking doing drag for, at this point, almost 40 years. I mean, holy shit, you guys. 40 years of drag. So, is he going to have a certain view on how drag should be? Yeah. He sees it, I mean, again, his words is a, a shaking up of identity. A fucking, a, a fuck you to gender, a fuck you to society. That's what he views as drag. Now, in his mind, that requires it to be a man dressing as a woman, or a woman dressing as a man, a, a drag king. Which, he does not have on his show. No backlash for that. Zero backlash for the fact that he only allows men to be on the show dressed as women. Not a single fucking tweet out there. Well, okay, there's probably a single tweet out there because fucking Twitter is stupid. But the point being, the very specific backlash is for his idea that he would probably... Pro and this is what gets me. He said probably, which means he would consider it but probably would not allow a trans woman on the show if she had gone through surgeries to make her body more feminine because it kind of goes against the whole creating an illusion thing, which is fair. It's fair because it's his fucking show. I'm not saying it's fair because society. I'm not saying it's fair because, because anti-trans or whatever. It is a bummer that trans people in this specific case, and in most cases, do not get the fair side of the deal. But it's not malicious. 
It's not, it was a, it was a decent answer to everything. Now, that's where it all began. That's where the whole attack RuPaul, cancel RuPaul shit began. Which is especially wild because a lot of the backlash to this comment was that RuPaul is a bigot. RuPaul is a bigot was the fucking narrative. RuPaul, the over six foot... Let's, 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 let's break it down like this, okay? Like I said earlier on in the podcast, it's 2020 and black people are still being murdered in the street. RuPaul's black. Gay people are still being harassed for being gay. Albeit less and less, thankfully, over time. But gay people are still being harassed. RuPaul is gay and black. RuPaul is also very tall. Six foot three, I believe. I'm not going to look it up. Tall. Tall motherfucker. Especially tall in heels. You put a tall, black, gay, black man in heels and a dress and lipstick and makeup and walk him down New York City in the 80s? He's gone through some shit. He's dealt with adversity to his face. He's been arrested protesting for fucking fighting for gay LGBTQ rights. That is how he made his name. Half of it was protesting in the streets. Half of it was entertainment. That is how New York and eventually the world knew RuPaul. And RuPaul's a bigot? Because on his show, his idea of drag, he didn't want to waver that much. And not, not, not just that. He would consider wavering, but probably wouldn't, is how he worded it. And I'm going to just take it at face value for his words. Because behind closed doors, he's probably being like, these fucking trays are causing the storm. I, I get that. That might be what happened. But I'm going to take it at his word because that's how the rest of the internet took it. To call RuPaul a bigot is absurd. Uh, you know what? Okay. Calling him a bigot can be fair if he is actually anti-trans and doing all the shit behind closed doors. But acting like he's the villain, that's what's absurd. I mean, fuck. How much more... This is this is what I want to get into with the whole fucking liberal cannibalizing their own. Who in their right mind, who's a reasonable liberal, would look at RuPaul and be like, that's the problem. That gay black drag queen is why trans people don't have it good in America. Like, you can't possibly think that unless... You have an ulterior motive. Unless you have an agenda. Unless you want to play the victim in order to gain more clout and improve your own standing. Which, funny enough, is exactly what RuPaul thought was happening and doubled down on his comments. He realized that victimhood was gaining traction as far as being... A thing in America, being a thing in, in social media, being a victim was big, and it was getting bigger at this time. He was like, "Oh no, no, this isn't, this isn't actual outrage. This isn't actual hatred towards me. This is people wanting to play the victim in order to gain likes and gain followers and make it feel like they're doing something important without really doing something." That's how you get the kind of outrage against RuPaul that existed. People trying to drum up that kind of interest and that kind of... It's really interest in themselves, in their own brand. To reach out to everyone else being like, See how good of a person I am? I'm condemning RuPaul for her hateful speech. How dare you use she-male as a joke in your show? Forget the fact that you've given... Literally millions and millions of dollars to gay, both white 
and of color performers across America. Who cares that you've literally used your platform as an entertainer to breed the careers of marginalized performers everywhere? Not just America, some are from South America, some from Europe. It's, it's insane to me that anyone could truly look at RuPaul and be like, hey, you're the problem. Now, I'm not saying he's unable to make a mistake. Maybe I'm wrong in this too, right? Maybe I'm just not understanding the, the trans point of view. That's definitely possible. I'm not arguing that. But there's a way to approach it that isn't cancel, cancel, cancel. Attack, attack, attack. And that's the bigger issue at play. Because no one in their right mind... Let's break it down like this. To start off, just to start off, half of America thinks drag queens are gross. They, they think gay people are kind of gross. Half. Half of America. Maybe a bit less. Maybe some are just uncomfortable or weirded out by it. 30 to 40% think outright ew towards gay people, towards drag queens. Hell, towards fucking black people. Jesus fucking Christ. You start there. So the other half are reasonable. And that half are the ones that watch Drag Race. Or potentially watch Drag Race. They are at least the potential target market. And then you break down, that down. Of that half, only some watch Drag Race. Of that portion, most are gay. But you know, you keep breaking it down percent by percent. And then we're talking about, let's say very generously, 20% of America. We're dealing with 20% of America. And the liberal part. So of that, they see this joke in the show. They they hear RuPaul's take of, oh, on my drag show, I probably wouldn't have a post-surgery trans woman compete. And that percent is like, can you believe this fucking bigot holding down transgender people in America? Meanwhile, literally at this time, fucking Trump is repealing protections against transgender people uh, medically. The, the actual medical services provided for them, uh, uh, taking back th- their rights to... Have, have their surgeries and have their hormones uh, taken care of through their insurance provider. He's literally pulling those back. He also repealed uh, their uh, transgender people's ability to serve in the military. He's taking away their day-to-day rights as an American citizen. And they point to RuPaul as the problem. Most people, until Caitlyn Jenner, didn't know transgender was a real thing. They wouldn't even use transgender. They would have used tranny. So when you have RuPaul on TV every week promoting LGBTQ plus culture and lifestyle and community, it only helps trans people. It's insane to think otherwise. It just blows my mind that someone like him can go through the shit he did to build the empire he did to provide the platform for so many in that community only to suddenly be attacked as a villain for wanting to run his show with his vision of drag? Fuck right off. Outdated or not, fuck right off. Because that part, I won't argue. Maybe his view of drag is outdated. I always try to relate things back to pro wrestling, because that's my biggest... That was my, my first love, if you will. So much knowledge and passion for it. Fucking wrestlers from the 80s, right, who did... Five moves a match. Oh, brother, I'm gonna give you a body slam. I'll go up, give you an elbow drop. We'll go home, drink a beer, brother. They didn't do much. Now you have guys fucking doing 630 flips onto each other every other move. 
guys in the 80s, those old, those old grizzled veterans would be like, what the fuck are these young kids doing? They're ruining the sport, ruining the business. That's not how we wrestled. That's not how we wrestled back in my day. Which is an antiquated view. Things evolve. Art evolves. Wrestling evolves. So I'm not going to argue that drag should not evolve. That's uh, for sure I believe that. Every art should evolve. Especially as culture changes, society changes. It just makes sense. You keep up with the times. You stay relevant. You grow. But again... It's not Logo's drag competition. It's not VH1's drag show USA. It's RuPaul's drag race. So, just like WWE has Vince McMahon... Check out episode 3 if you haven't. Well, that's episode 2. I'm a little bit drunk on red wine. If... RuPaul, if Vince McMahon has a certain view of what wrestling should be and what pro wrestlers should look like, he's going to hire people that fit his mold, he's going to book events and matches in a way that fits his view for his company. Because it's his. And he has that fucking right. If you want to have your own trans, non-binary drag show... In, in competition, in in fucking defiance, which would be the most drag punk thing you could do, is say, fuck you, RuPaul, with your antiquated horse shit, we'll go do our own thing, then do that. That would be the reasonable response and the fitting response. And you know what? I thought maybe that happened. Maybe during all this backlash for... Uh, the she-male joke in the show, the trans comment RuPaul made, all that stuff. Maybe there was this act of defiance that went under the radar for myself, because I'm not super in the community. I don't follow that much. I, I watch the show, read a few articles, that's it. So maybe there, maybe it's out there. So I, I researched. I dug around on the internet, and uh, turns out, all that backlash led to fucking nothing. There is one, uno, trans and non-binary drag show in America as of last year, as of June 2019. It's in Philadelphia uh, at a gay bar at Rittenhouse Square, which is a fucking dope spot. Awesome restaurants, awesome bars, obviously very LGBTQ plus friendly. Rittenhouse Square is dope. Go check it out. But that's it. It's that one show. I did a fucking deep dive and found nothing. No other trans, non-binary, only drag show in America. And I searched specifically LA, New York, Austin, Chicago, Philadelphia, which is how I found this one. Now, maybe a few are not being reported online in certain ways. Maybe it's so underground that I wasn't able to find it. That's possible. I'm not saying there's only one completely. But as far as a major one, as far as one that would be counted as a defiant act to really represent this clearly underrepresented and marginalized niche group, one. One show. The backlash that was felt, the number of people actively angry about this when the comments were made, definitely constituted more than one show. There should be a fucking at least one major show in every major city. But there's not. And you want to know why? Because they were more interested in raising their own clout online and appearing to be very progressive and woke and good. Again, not not disingenuous. I'm not saying that for the most part. There was definitely some disingenuous backlash. But truthfully, the ones who were who were genuine, they didn't want anything done except for RuPaul to use his platform to give them more. That was it. They didn't want to make their own platform. They didn't want to do their own thing. They wanted RuPaul to use his platform 
for more. And I understand that. It's much easier to have him do that than to do your own thing. But let's be real. That's what you wanted. You wanted more inclusion on a major stage instead of building your own thing. You know, the way RuPaul did for 40 years? How he fought against the grain and the mainstream for fucking four decades? To the point where he could have his own show and could provide a platform for these young uh, drag queens and could launch their fucking careers. You wanted more from him. You wanted to squeeze that blood diamond for your own good. I'm just saying. You just don't want to do the work. If you were that upset. You'd have a web series. You'd be, you'd be doing something. The fucking internet exists. If you have an iPhone and an idea. You could have a fucking non-binary trans drag show. Called whatever the fuck drag race. As a big fuck you to RuPaul. But you don't. Doesn't exist. I've looked for it. So... Case in point, RuPaul is not a bigot. RuPaul should have a fucking apology from people who attacked him. Even though, of course, because he is a good liberal and he was being attacked by his own, he came out and apologized for his comments and, you know, thanked uh, the community for teaching him more about the transgender world and how to be more accepting. And I'm not saying no good came from it. People have to learn I don't know everything. I, I'm going to learn more at some point, and I'll probably be more accepting. But this is a hill that I will die on. Because, accepting or not, language use aside, there is no fucking way RuPaul should be attacked, blamed, or made to feel like shit for going, hey, this is how I view drag. Here's how I want my show to be. Here's how I'm going to choose my contestants. Fuck you. He has earned that right. Period. God damn, I've not told a joke in fucking like 15 minutes. I apologize, guys. This is something that's been bothering me for, I think, fucking years now. Just watching RuPaul get dragged across the coals as if, like... As if he's the problem. As if fucking... Gay black drag queen RuPaul is the one holding LGBTQ down. But okay, let's let's get to some more fun, lighthearted stuff. Like RuPaul's fracking empire. That's fun, right guys? I'm actually way more excited to talk about this. Just from a from a fucking fun standpoint, but so I mean, first off, RuPaul is a millionaire. A well-deserved millionaire. And you know what millionaires do, and rich people in general do? They like to get richer. They want to take one million and turn it into five million, and five million into ten million, and so on and so forth until they die of having too much money. They cash a check, and then they bring the money home, and they drown in it. Like Scrooge McDuck. Or McDuck, holy shit words. They dive into the fucking pool of coins, they can't get out, and they drown from being rich. That is the goal of every rich person. And RuPaul is no different. So what RuPaul did is RuPaul and his partner, uh, this painter named Georges Labar... Or, or Yorye Labar? I don't know. It's the name George with an S at the end. Labar. It, it must be some dumb artsy pronunciation though. Because otherwise you would just name your kid George. And not add a fucking S on the end. Unless RuPaul is married to multiple George. There is five Georges. Hence the S. Otherwise dumb fucking name. Anyway... RuPaul and his partner, Georges Labar, owns a 60,000-acre ranch in Wyoming. And what do rich people do with their money? They make it into more money. 
So with that 60,000 acres, they sold the rights to the minerals and water on their land to companies that want the minerals and water. A.K.A. they are fracking. Gasp! How dare they? Now for those that don't know what fracking is, fracking is something that you tell your liberal friends you're against. I think that's it, right? I mean, maybe there's more to it, because every time I've heard of fracking, uh, that's basically what it is. It's people going, can you believe they're fracking? And all the other liberals going, no. Oh, how dare they? Don't they know how bad fracking is for the environment? And no one ever gets into the specifics because we're all lying to each other. That's fracking. It's just one of those fucking things where you're just like, as a liberal, you hear about it, and then you have to go like, oh, it's so terrible, why are we doing this? The earth, the environment, oh no! No, so of course, fracking, and I did have to specifically look this up. I knew generally what it was, but I, I mean, again, I was joking right now, but honestly, had no real fucking idea, and every liberal I know just pretends to know what they're talking about most of the time. So fracking is basically drilling for oil, and it has uh, more immediate consequences for the environment based on uh, damaging the ozone layer through the release of gas, through the process, etc., etc. So it is actually a bad thing for the environment, and as a good liberal, I should be pro-environment and anti-global warming and blah blah blah. Which I am all of those things, and I'm sure RuPaul is too... Until you get to the fact that, A, he has 60,000 fucking acres of land sitting there, doing nothing, not making money for him. So this is an option to make money. On top of the fact that, from what I can tell, RuPaul doesn't want kids. And if you don't want kids, you tend to care less about the environment and the future of the Earth. I don't want kids. You're lucky I fucking recycle. I know that's selfish. I know people don't like that. But again, it's not my fucking problem. It's your problem. Or specifically, your children's problem. I don't want kids. This earth is mine while I'm here and then I'm fucking out. I'm gonna treat it decently. I'll even say I'm going to treat the Earth pretty good. I'm going to go out of my way to not damage it while I'm here. That said, if someone was like, Hey, the Earth may die a little bit, but I'll give you this barrel of money. I'm going to go, Hey, can you double it? Can you hurt the Earth twice as bad for twice the amount of money? Because I'll take that. Because my time on this earth is limited and I want to fucking enjoy it. And that's what RuPaul and his partner are doing. They're using the land that they own to make some fucking money and have some fun while they're alive. Now of course this caused a big controversy because as a gay drag queen and a public liberal, it just causes some backlash because it's quote-unquote, against what you're supposed to be doing. Honestly, this is, again, just one of the things where it's a rich person trying to make money and I can't argue against it. It, it. it bothers me that people do argue against it as if they wouldn't do the same thing in RuPaul's shoes. That's what really fucking gets me. If, if it wasn't even... And you know what? Fuck this. RuPaul's public about it. RuPaul is a public figure, so they can't even hide like a lot of the other rich people can. Who are doing evil, rich things behind closed doors, but they aren't a public figure, so they don't get criticized. RuPaul, who has earned, truly earned, off hard work and overcoming adversity, this empire wants a bigger empire. Now, the result of that bigger empire is the Earth not doing as well as it could be. 
But is RuPaul the cause of global warming? Is RuPaul the one that's ruining the Earth for the future of generations to come? No. RuPaul is benefiting from a system that allowed him to benefit. If these fucking companies weren't looking for places to drill and frack and make their money, they wouldn't be offering money to RuPaul and people like him who have the land. That's not RuPaul's fault. RuPaul's a businessman, first and foremost, and he will constantly remind you of that fact, which is why I fucking respect him so much. By the way, I, I wish I could take credit for this. Fucking, uh, my, my, my buddy calls him uh, gay RuPaul, uh, not gay RuPaul, gay Kermit the Frog. You, you look at RuPaul and say it's not gay black Kermit the Frog. Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy, I don't think you should be on my drag show because it's uh, men into women, not women into men. Please don't yell at me. No, no. Fucking spot on. But anyway, anyway, it's a rich person doing rich things. Don't fucking get mad at him for it. You would do the same goddamn thing in his shoes. And if you say you wouldn't, it's because you know you're going to get criticized for it. It's not because deep in your heart, maybe a few of you, maybe a few of you deep in your heart would be like, I would not accept the multi-million dollar payout because I want the earth to be at its purest and its strongest for every generation to enjoy. Yeah, maybe a few of you, but most of you, especially if no one would know and you could hide it from the rest of us, you'd be like, come here. Come here. Get over here. How much money is it? Millions? You're gonna give me millions just to fucking... For some drilling? Okay, well, what do I have to do? Nothing? I have to do zero work? You'll just give me the money and then do everything? You just make sure no one finds out and you got a deal. That's how the conversation would go for 99% of us. Not me, though. I would publicly let everyone know that I'm trying to ruin the earth and get paid for it. Why? Because I don't want to have kids, so I don't care what they th- say. Fuck it, man. It's, not, it's my earth while I'm here. It's RuPaul's earth while he's here. Is that... What the liberals and the good people want to hear? No, but it's the truth. Sorry. Money talks while you're alive. That's really the important part. The reason celebrities like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio are so pro-environment and trying to stop global warming and all that stuff is because it doesn't affect their bottom line. He has enough money. He's rich as fuck. And RuPaul wants to be rich as fuck. RuPaul's rich. RuPaul's definitely rich. He's not rich as fuck. He's not DiCaprio rich. DiCaprio has enough money where he can be a publicly amazing person. Oh, we have to get Trump out of the office. We have to stop global warming. We have to stop this and that. Good for you, man. You weren't saying that 30 million dollars ago. That's a late in DiCaprio career talking point. That wasn't fresh off Titanic. That was, that was fucking this decade. And the reason why is because he has the money to spare where he can be a good person. It all comes down to money. And as far as the backlash, it all comes down to jealousy. There's, of course, some genuine environmentalists who are like, RuPaul, you shouldn't be doing that. It's bad for us and bad for the future and blah, blah, blah. Of course, there's some genuine ones out there. But for the most part, no, it's fucking jealousy. The same way that there's disingenuine backlash for the trans comments. Some genuine. Some righteous. Some justified. But most, the majority... Just wanting to let everyone else know that they're a good person. That's the liberal way. 
oh, uh, this liberal over here isn't saying and doing the most perfect things, and I am because I'm very concerned with my public image. So let's go shun this one over here, and everyone, while you're busy shunning them, why don't you go ahead and glance at my profile and see how perfect I live on my public platform. Motherfucker, I bet some of you throw plastic in the garbage. I bet you do, and then you tweet at RuPaul for fracking. Guaranteed, one of you who tweeted at RuPaul also threw a goddamn piece of garbage out the window of the car. Just, oh shit, I don't see a garbage can anywhere. Looking around, there's no cop, there's no one really looking. Eh, fuck it, this styrofoam cup is now the highway's problem. Whoops. Except for you, you didn't get paid millions of dollars to litter, you're just a bad person. But hey, maybe I'm wrong and maybe it's all genuine and maybe RuPaul's a very evil man who hates trans people and the earth. A boo! Boo, evil RuPaul! How dare you want the earth to catch on fire and and hold trans people down and stomp on their face so they can never get ahead. Boo! It's fucking unreal, man. I would have no problem with this backlash of, of any of it if it was purely genuine. If I could sit there and believe in it and be like, oh no, they ha- not only do they have a good point, but they mean it. They mean what they're saying, they're sticking to their guns, and if they were in the reverse situation, they would be like, wow, I really fucked up and I should learn from this. But, I've kind of realized over the years, as I'm sure a lot of you have, that these kinds of outrages are uh, a bit embellished. A bit fabricated, a bit uh, agenda-based, if you will. So it's hard to it's hard to believe in. It's hard to care about. I will say this though: after fucking trashing liberals, who again are are my people. I'm a very liberal, progressive person, but I also see through the bullshit a lot of the time. I'll uh, save this for the end. Uh, I'm very convinced that RuPaul votes for Donald Trump. I'm not sure if he voted for him in 2016. I'm going to go ahead and say that he didn't vote for Trump in 2016. But now, in the 2020 election, he's going to vote for Trump. Why? Couple reasons. One, he's in the tax bracket. He's in the bracket that tends to vote Republican because it means more money for them in the long run. And typically, when you're in that tax bracket, that's your main interest. Keeping your money... Or making more of it. Or keeping more of it. Therefore, you vote Republican a good amount of the time. Now maybe, you know, maybe that's not true. Maybe he does love his money, obviously with the fracking. But socially, he's so liberal and progressive and of course stands for the right thing that he could never ever vote for Trump. Except, ever since Trump got elected, RuPaul's drag race, and therefore RuPaul has been more and more successful than the year before. 2016, RuPaul wins its first Emmy for RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow! Crazy! RuPaul's officially mainstream and noted enough to win a very prestigious and coveted award. 2017, another Emmy. 2018, Emmy. 2019, Emmy. Emmy after Emmy after Emmy. Why? Of course, it's a great show. Easily the best reality TV show at the time. I'm not saying these Emmys are undeserved. At first. At first, not undeserved. But recently? With Trump in the presidency? And his administration constantly poking and prodding LGBTQ rights? and freedoms, and just their general lifestyle. I mean, the the whole Trump administration just being in power is an affront to the LGBTQ world. So, when it comes to the Emmys, which of course, anything with the arts, especially at that platform, very liberal, very progressive, it almost feels like maybe, just maybe, the Emmy was given at first... As a 
Asari as a way to kind of combat the current climate and current society by being like, hey, no, 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 by the way, the Emmy goes to a drag queen of color. Gay drag queen of color because fuck you, Trump. Now, again, I'm not saying completely undeserved. No, no, no. Definitely deserved the first year, 2016. 2017, still not a better reality TV show. 2018, you know, we're starting to get to 90 Day Fiance is a pretty fantastic trash reality TV show. Not saying it deserves an Emmy, so let's let's give it to, to RuPaul there. 2019, another one. And now, now we're at a point where what happens if Biden wins? You think RuPaul gets the Emmy this year too? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe the money is in the chase. Because of course, drag, as stated by RuPaul, is counterculture. It's a fuck you to society. It turns society on its head. That is drag in a nutshell, according to RuPaul. So when you have a bigot, a true bigot, like Donald Trump in office, and his administration running things, there's nothing more fuck you than a gay drag queen of color winning prestigious, coveted mainstream awards. And having a successful mainstream show that everyone knows and raves about. That's counter culture. Even though it's mainstream. Because it's going against the system in place. That's drag. That's RuPaul's ultimate goal. If Biden, a left-leaning person, progressive, liberal, all that stuff. Okay, we're not going to get the fucking semantics of progressive or not for Biden. But liberal. Democratic, not Republican, not Trump. Suddenly, RuPaul's whole shtick is no longer counterculture. It is the culture. And that Emmy, it may not come next. It may go to someone else. And then interest may wane a little bit because we'll feel complacent and nice because things are... Things are normal. Things are moving into a, a positive direction. We don't we don't need the giant middle finger anymore. That is drag. That is RuPaul's drag race. It'll be obsolete. Still entertaining, still fun, still all of that, but not as successful. And like I said about RuPaul and Multiple people who I've talked about on the show so far. He is a businessman first. And business is best for him when he's counter-culture. When he's just culture, the dollar bills get lower. And that's not what RuPaul wants. So I'm just saying, maybe I'm wrong. But I've got a feeling that in 2020... RuPaul's voting for Donald Trump. Folks, uh, if you made it this far, thank you so fucking much. I am recording this late. Uh, just kind of off my game. I'm going through a lot more projects right now. Uh, I started writing a, a screenplay. I also started filming some sketches, writing some more sketches, uh, reaching out to different jobs, uh, both comedy and just day job shit. Feeling pretty stretched thin this week, so not... Kind of, I'm disappointed in myself because I love RuPaul. I really want to give it my all this episode, and it felt way more ranty and attacky than fun. I, I I want this to be a fun comedy podcast where we all laugh and goof, and I'll rant here and there. But this just felt I, I don't know. I don't know. But thank you for listening this far. Uh, please go follow me at Chris F N Sicoli S I C O L I on Instagram. Twitter refuses to give my fucking Twitter back, so I'm going to make a new one of those. Uh, also, if you want to follow the podcast, social media, at D-O-A-D-Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, mostly just clips there. I'm going to start linking my sketches that I do on my homepage uh, to that. And, yeah, thank you so much. Have a great week, and next week will be so much funnier. Goodbye.